Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. New Orleans now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Most days the ESPN MT app, but not today. But we have some Grizz hockey action for you on the ESPN app tomorrow. It's a matinee tomorrow as they play a little makeup game with Wilson State coming to you from Billing. So Jeff Safford will be on the call. You can check out all the uh, Chris Hockey action tomorrow afternoon. And then uh, we'll be uh, back on the app whenever Safford's back around. You missed anything in the first hour of the show here today. We talked about the uh, ever-spinning transfer portal, uh, especially when it comes to the carousel of quarterbacks that are going all over the place. Outgoing, incoming, including a Fresno State transfer that's joining the Montana Grizzlies. We also uh, talked some Cat Grizz hoops. Doubleheader coming up in Bozeman on Saturday. We also talked some high school hoops, some of the top results from the weekend that was. We also talked some Treasure State Stars for the best individual performances from last week. All of it presented uh, on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is available on all the various podcast hosting platforms. It's presented in part by Schulte Law. If you've had a bad day, you're in trouble, you're injured, you need any sort of criminal defense, visit jschultilaw.com. Also presented by the M Store, where they're all grizz all the time. The M Store has been closed the last couple of days. They, their heater broke, and it's been been pretty cold. So you can always shop MontanaMStore.com, and they will be back uh, up and running as soon as possible. So I'll uh, let you know when they're back open. They're hoping in for tomorrow. Not great when the heater breaks when it's negative four, but what can you do? You can always check out the inventory, though, MontanaMStore.com. Nuance Now Podcast. Also probably presented by the MSU Bookstore. Visit msubookstore.org. It's time now for our Big Sky Spotlight. Got up with an old friend, uh, old friend of the show, that is, former Montana State head men's basketball coach, Danny Sprinkle. Well, how about this? Uh, a familiar name, a familiar guest, but it's been a while since we had him on the show. Longtime friend of the show and former Montana State head men's basketball coach, now the head coach at Utah State, and the Aggies on an unbelievable run. Danny Sprinkle joins us here on Nuanas. Now, Coach, good to hear from you, man. I'm glad we're able to catch up, especially since this is a, a rivalry week up here in the state of Montana. Thanks for joining us, man. How you doing? Doing great, man. Always great to be on your show. And, and uh, man, like you said, I mean, what a great week to be on there with the Cat Grizz week. And, and I mean, you already you already know I know the Go Cats. and uh, But I know it's going to be a great game up there uh, tonight. And, or I'm sorry, on Saturday. And, but, uh, no, appreciate you having me on. Well, as, as you talk to us, you are uh, down there in New Mexico getting ready to play in one of the iconic venues in all of college basketball at the pit against the New Mexico Lobos. Utah State, number 16 in the country. But the Lobos, they're 14-3, and three, so this is going to be a heck of a Mountain West basketball game tonight. You can catch it if you want to watch it on Fox Sports 1, FS1, 8.30 p.m. tip, Mountain Standard Time. So, uh, I guess just take us through tonight first, and then we'll get into how you guys have gotten to this point. But uh, what a cool deal. What a cool matchup for you guys. What a great venue you get to play in tonight. Oh, it's going to be awesome. You know, I know they're expecting, you know, over 15,000 fans. And if you've ever played in the pit, like, it's it's special. Um 
you know, I mean, it, it's going to be rocking. And, uh, I mean, it'll be one of the loudest places our guys ever play. And uh, looking forward to how we compete, you know, against a, a tremendous team. You know, Coach Patino's got those guys playing well. and You know, they're they're on the verge of the top 25 also. You know, and they played a really tough schedule. So, you know, we're going to have to we're going to have to play our best game of the year tonight. Well, talk about how you've gotten to this point. Uh, you take over Utah State program that's uh, perennially been very, very competitive, but the, you guys have been awesome so far. Sixteen and one, number sixteen in the country, and with a pretty much brand new roster there. So, I guess take us back to the beginning when you first took the job and, and first uh, inherited this position. What did you think of the challenge, and, and what were sort of the steps uh, right out the gates to go about attacking this challenge? Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I knew it was going to be a challenge. You know, and me and my staff, like that's that's what we wanted, you know, to come up to the mountain West, which, you know, I think is one of the top, you know, conferences in the country, you know, and we're showing it this year. Like we're, we're ranked way ahead of the PAC 12 and the ACC, you know, this year with the strength of our our, uh, teams in our league. And so we knew it was going to be hard. Um, you know, to be honest, I didn't know, like once I got there, I realized how hard it was going to be, you know, when you're recruiting at the mountain West level, it's different. And, you know, when you look at the landscape of college basketball now with NIL and, the transfer portal and things like that, you know, we inherited a program with no points, no rebounds, no assists coming back. So there, there was, there was, I mean, every player scattered and, uh, you know, we were fortunate, you know, two kids that redshirted last year, um, but they had, they went on missions and, and redshirts, they hadn't played competitive basketball for four years. Um, so like that was, it was scary, you know, and it was the, it was the hardest six months of my life, you know, and I'm, my staff can probably say the same. Um, you know, because we were leaving a loaded team. It would have been our best team at Montana State by far. And uh, it still stings even today to even say that because I know how good we would have been. Uh, but, you know, then the recruiting starts. And, you know, when you don't have a lot of NIL, you know, and we've done a, a great job, you know, fostering some relationships. And, and uh, you know, we started a new collective uh, here at Utah State. Um, and we have two former, you know, Aggies running it, which, you know, means a lot to me because I know they take it personal. And so, but that didn't help us the first month we got the job or two months. And so it was, it was hard. And, and uh, we had to sign, you know, 11 brand new players from all over the country and all over the world. The Springfield's running us here on Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio. It's such an interesting point you make, too, because I, this is such a – you're getting pulled in both directions, right? I mean, Utah State, phenomenal opportunity, great tradition, awesome home court. They've won so many games. They're perennially in the tournament. But like you said, I mean, you're a Montana State alum. You're a Montana guy. You knew you had a, a crazy stacked team coming back uh, in Bozeman. So uh, just take us through when you were first weighing this decision, because uh, I don't know if we actually have talked to you on the record since then. So um, I, I'm sure you were torn across the board and pretty hard to walk away from such a great opportunity. But um, I'm, I'm sure it was a, a lot of, of deep thinking on your part. No, it, it was it was the hardest. You know, meeting with the team in the locker room after I made the decision, that was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. But before that, I mean, literally, I flip-flopped for like three, for about 48 hours. Like, yes, no, yes, no. Like, how am I going to even face my team? You know, like, it's still hard to this day, like, thinking back on that. You know, and thinking back on Wade Cruzado, Leon Costello, who gave me my first opportunity. You know, like, I take a lot of stock in that, you know, and that, and that means a lot. They still mean a lot. Um, you know, and by the way, today's... Wadet's birthday and and uh, so very happy birthday to uh, President Cruzado. But it was uh yeah I mean I flip flop. I mean honestly for I didn't sleep for like forty eight hours I was sick and uh, it uh it, it it's hard to even bring back memories thinking going through that but it was 
it was something, you know, I've always wanted to challenge myself at the highest level. And uh, this, this was the next step. Absolutely. And I mean, it's a, it's a good lesson for everybody. It's a great position to be in in life, though, to know that you can go one way and, and also still have something that's meant a lot to you in the past. I appreciate you you sharing that with us. Danny Sprinkle here yeah. uh, on to what is now ESPN Radio. And you mentioned, I mean, just the challenges that it was the first six months. I know that the, the task at hand is not done. You're only about halfway through the year. But what sort of things did you carry over that you learned at Montana State that you've been able to implement there that's, that's got you guys off to such this great start? Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, everybody, you know, kind of throws the word culture around, but like, you know, that's that's what we wanted to do. You know, we wanted to we wanted to recruit high character kids that fit Cache Valley and fit Utah State because it is it's it's a it's a special place like you know the schools in Montana, and you know, not everybody fits it, and we weren't going to just take a chance on somebody just because they were really talented. If I knew it wasn't going to work out, you know, we wanted to build this thing from really from the ground up as much success as they've had. Like we had to literally start from the ground, you know, with recruiting literally one player at a time. And, uh, you know, but we, same thing as Montana state, you know, it, it's built on toughness. It's built on, built on accountability and player ownership. And, uh, and we challenge them every day with those three things. And I mean, you know, you probably saw like, I'm, I'm relentless on that stuff. Like there's not a day that goes by where I'm not, I'm not fighting for those three things and fighting for our culture. Because the, the second you let it slide, it's gone. And, uh, you know, if I have to lose a game to keep those three things intact, then that's what we're going to do. But th- those three things are always going to be present in our program. Well, great lessons for uh, people across the, the spectrum, not just uh, in the world of basketball. Let's talk mm-hmm. about some of the familiar faces that you got on your roster. A couple guys that were familiar faces to people here in the state of Montana, Darius Brown, as well as Great Osabar, both of them having outstanding years. First of all, I'll start with Great, because I know that we, we talked last year about how much potential he had, and uh, I still yeah. think he has more room to grow, but he has been unbelievable so far this year. So what have you thought of his transition, even moving up a level, and uh, he's continuing to dominate in the Mountain West? He, he's been terrific. You know, he, he's taken another step. Um, you know, physically and mentally, you know, I think, I think more mentally, uh, is where he's made the biggest jump. You know, when he came here, like it was good because he was put into a leadership role, him and Darius, uh, because they knew the system. They know how we practice. They know what's expected every single day. And so they were able to kind of coach our players in the locker room or in practice. Like, Hey, this, this is what coach is looking for. Um, you know, this is why we're doing this drill. This is why we do this. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I saw the growth in the summer and it's been every single game. You know, the one thing I love about him, he, he's just got that irrational confidence where it doesn't, we could go play an NBA team and he, he thinks he's the best player on the floor. Love it. And he really, and he, and he truly believes it. Like it's not, it's not fake like some guys that talk about it. Now I have to find different ways each week to humble him. Uh, and I, I do that. But I don't want to ever take that away from him because that's what makes him special. But I also know how much room he still has to grow. And and there is, there's so much room where he can just get better and better. Um, and he's, he, But he's gotten to the point where he's making all of his teammates better too, which I'm proud of. Dave Sprigle here on Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app, head coach of Utah State former Montana State men's basketball and uh, former Montana State men's basketball player here uh, on ESPN Radio. Utah State takes on New Mexico at the pit tonight, 8.30 p.m. 
FS1 if you want to watch this awesome Mountain West clash. Uh, how about Darius? I mean, I was so impressed with him. I thought he was the, the best two-way point guard in the league last year. I thought he honestly could have been considered at least for MVP of the league because of all the things he did for you guys during your league, league championship season. So what have you thought of his transition? How, have, how has he been able to be as successful uh, at Utah State as he was last year at MSU? Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree with you, you know, um, you know, with, with last year. Now, the one thing people don't realize is him and Robert Ford, they weren't healthy last year. Like, they, were, when we got Darius, he wasn't able to do anything for seven months. We got him in June, and it was basically the 1st of July before he could do anything. So he didn't even really – he was probably 85%, you know, uh, all last year, and he still – I thought he was the best point guard and dominated the big sky at times. Uh, but his feel for the game, and he's just a throwback point guard that he wants to pass the basketball. Like, players love playing with him because he wants to get guys shots. You know, I have to jump his butt sometimes just to get him to be more aggressive shooting it, scoring it, because he's capable of going for 25. And there's times where we need that. Um, but he's just, he's such a great leader and such a high character kid. He shows up every day with a smile on his face, ready to work, and, and his teammates feed off that. Let's talk about the rivalry game coming up this weekend. And I know that you have a whole bunch of stuff on your plate right now, not only with this game against New Mexico, but uh, more games coming down the pipe uh, playing then at Fresno State on, uh, I I guess, host of Fresno State, excuse me, on Saturday. But you had a hand in uh, some big-time breakthroughs for the MSU men's basketball team, beating the Grizz and... uh, winning the big sky and all these different things. So what do you think of uh, now the matchup here? It's fascinating to look at. I mean, Matt, Matt Logie's done a good job there at MSU, and uh, they seem like they're finding some continuity. Montana actually has more continuity than most uh, mid-major college basketball teams with several guys that are sort of familiar faces coming back yep. uh, this year. So uh, any <clears throat> thoughts on the, the rivalry game in Bozeman this weekend? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a great game. You know, it always is. You know, it usually comes down to the last couple minutes, and uh, – I mean, obviously, you know, I'm rooting for the cats and, uh, and coach Logie and those guys, and, you know, he, he's done, he has, he's done a tremendous job, you know, and I think, you know, a kind of a tough break for Montana state was losing Patty McMahon because I thought he was on the verge of, like he, he's an all conference type player. He really is like he, I think he's that talented. And so I know that was kind of a bummer for him, but they've done a great job, you know, finding ways to win. And, and, you know, a couple of the guys that they brought in have been terrific. And I mean, me and great and Darius, we watch all their games. Like, we watch them together. We'll sit down in conference rooms. We'll watch all their stuff. But it's going to be a tremendous game. You know, you know how dangerous. And, you know, Trav's going to have those guys prepared. I mean, he's he's one of the best coaches, you know, that I've coached against. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's going to come down to, you know, who can kind of make those shots at the end. And then how about for you guys tonight? How do you hope your team embraces this awesome atmosphere? And how do you keep this awesome streak you guys got going, going on? Yeah, you know, we gotta we gotta be aggressive. You know, I thought our game against UNLV, I thought we were on our heels a little bit, uh, and we can't play like that. You know, we're not we're not good enough and talented enough to play like that. And we gotta come out. You know, we gotta come out and throw the first couple punches. You know, and then we gotta you gotta be able to handle. You know, you gotta hold your composure. And you know, when that when fifteen thousand people start rocking and uh, and it gets so loud that you can't hear. You know, you gotta you gotta be able to have a, a point guard like Darius that gets people organized. And be able to execute, you know, and, uh, you know, hopefully this one comes down to the last four minutes to where, you know, it comes down to us making some plays. He's Danny Sprinkle, Helena's finest, and the head coach for the Utah State men's basketball team. They're at New Mexico tonight, 8.30 p.m. FS1 if you want to check it out. Coach, great catching up, man. Thanks so much for taking some time for us, and we'll talk to you down the road. But thanks so much for being here. Good luck tonight. You bet, man. Hey, go Cats and go Aggies.
One catch double springs, man. Always love when people remember where they came from, and uh, I'm unsurprised by him, though. I mean, he's he's been as gracious with his time as as any coach that I've dealt with in my career, and he's just an all around uh, great dude. He's just he's just such a such a uh, an honest and and down to earth guy, despite all his successes. And uh, I know a lot of people around Montana are proud of him. I know that you know there's the, there's always going to be the the rivalry thing and the Grizz and the Cats, but at the end of the day, at the beginning of the day. Danny Spriggle's a hell of a Montana kid who's risen through the ranks, and now he's coaching a top 25 team. That's cool, man. I, I really was thinking about this. There's been some guys that have ties to both Montana and Montana State, mostly Montana, that have risen through the coaching ranks and, and uh, had great successes. Of course, Judd Heathcote going to Michigan State and winning a national championship. Uh, Stu Morrill is the guy that sort of laid the foundation there at Utah State, won over 600 games there with the Aggies, was a perennial NCAA tournament contender, but he coached at Montana before that. Uh, Blaine Taylor is in the Hall of Fame at Old Dominion. But as far as, like, having a, I mean, getting Utah State, and we'll see if it holds. I mean, they, they've pulled some out. They've also smacked some teams, but they're 16-1. to They're number 16 in the country. The Mountain West is really good. I mean, the Mountain West has net rankings right now that are better than some of the Power Fives. So that's uh, that's pretty impressive. And, uh, I mean, it's too early to say right now, but as far as got people that are from Montana that played basketball at one of the Montana schools, it's hard to say there's been anybody that's risen to the height and had the success that Danny Sprinkles had so far at Utah State. Again, I know it's early. It's only 17 games in, but it's been been unbelievably impressive. And as he said, it's because he hammers the culture every single day. Culture wins, especially in this haphazard, non-continuity world of, of uh, college sports and particularly men's college basketball. It's Nuwaz Dow, ESPN Radio. It's our Big Sky Spotlight. Big Sky by way of the Mountain West, presented by Dave Maldonado and Maldonado Law. Visit BigSkyDefender.com to see how Dave and his team can help you. Dave's one of the ace trial attorneys in all of Montana. He's defended successfully as many criminal litigations as anybody in the state of Montana. Big Sky Defender. The games on Saturday are in Bozeman. Uh, I will not be going because we are still uh, on baby watch around my house. Uh, The due date's officially on um, the 21st, but uh, I can't make it over to Bozeman on the 20th because who knows, might be coming that day. So we'll see. But either way, we'll be sending a team over there. Andrew Houghton will be going over, uh, as will Blake Hempstead. So, SkylineSportsMT.com will have you covered, as will we here at ESPN MT. The next time the Grizz are back at home, though, will be next Monday. So, this is a big sky wonky scheduling at its finest because the – and all coaches always find something to, to complain about. But as long as the Cats and the Grizz, both men's and women's teams, demand to have – the Thursday leading up to the rivalry doubleheader off, then they're always going to have a disadvantageous Monday game on their schedule. Well, that's the case, especially for the Grizz men, although it is at home. They got Weber State coming to town. Now, Weber, I thought, looked like an absolute juggernaut the first week at a conference play. They just destroyed Montana and Montana State. But then last week, they turn around and they lose both of their uh, matchups. Lost to Sac State, lost to Portland State. So, 
uh, Weber may be a little bit more enigmatic than we thought, but Dylan Jones, certainly a, a surefire NBA prospect, one of the most talented players the league has seen in recent years, and he'll be in Missoula on Monday. The reason this is strange is not only because Weber's talented, but the, the doubleheader will mark the fifth conference games for uh, the Montana schools, and then uh, they'll have to play Weber State, if you're Montana, and Idaho State, if you're Montana State, for the second time already this year in just your sixth conference games, then you'll have a whole you know month and a half worth of more conference games until you see uh, the other side of that switch. Usually it's Idaho State, Weber State are travel partners. So the Grizz then won't play Idaho State for the second time until the last weekend of the season, just like the Cats won't play uh, Weber for a second time until the, the last weekend of the season. So... Uh, Wonky, big sky scheduling as always. But if you need the buy before the rivalry, that's the way it works out. That's all to say, we got some tickets for you. We got two pairs. So let's do one right now. You want a pair of tickets? Montana Weber State, Monday night, down there at Dahlberg Arena. Call us, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. We got two tickets for you. Two Monday nights game. Call number 2, 406-888-1029. Call right now if you want to watch Montana Weber State on Monday. Let's hear from uh, a lady Grizz on the other side, Danny Barsh, our Grizz Star of the Week. Next, keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. And Dwight, your father founded Schulte Law Firm in 1987 and since then has mediated more than 3,000 family law and divorce cases. Why is he so good at that sort of law? Well, he is a smart and patient man. A lot of situations where you find yourself in need of attorney are a high conflict situation. And it's really important. And it's a a tenet of our firm that we work through litigious issues in a collaborative way. It's important at Schulte Law Firm that when we're litigating these very serious issues that impact people's lives, that we do so in a way that provides the best representation and the best result to our clients. And what we have found is that the best way to do that is to litigate these issues effectively while doing so with a high degree of professionalism. We can have these disagreements without making it personal. Visit jshultylaw.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. New Year's resolution. Play more Tupac on Nuwana's Now. <laughs> Andrew's giving me the 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 uh, opera clap. Welcome back. Thanks so much for kicking it with us here today. It's time now for our Grizz Star of the Week. Presented by Ryan and Miller Law. Ryan and Miller Law is a law firm specializing in personal injury and criminal defense. Paul Ryan and Angie Miller bring more than 30 years of litigation experience and are able to handle cases across the state of Montana. Ryan and Miller Law focuses in specific areas of law to ensure the firm provides their clients with the best representation possible. Their firm proudly handles automobile accidents, medical malpractice claims, wrongful deaths, DUI claims, and criminal charges. For more information, visit RyanMillerLaw.com. Ryan and Miller, your Montana attorneys. Our good start of the week this week, a Lady Grizz standout who's having one of the great seasons of uh, any 
basketball player in the state of Montana, Helena Capital product, and uh, rising junior, Danny Barsh. All right, Danny, what is what is this yeah, like for you? Um, I mean, it's huge growing up in Montana. It's we haven't won there yet since I've you know, or no, we did no, we, yeah, we haven't won there yet, have we? That's crazy. I mean, definitely on the goal here. I feel like this year is we're most capable out of the years we have in the past. I mean, granted, we are down some injuries. They're down a lot of injuries too, but we just, I mean, the goal doesn't change as much as emotion. This comes with this game. You gotta you know, make sure it's good emotion. You can't let the fear and the doubt of the previous games and, like, losing, can't let that impact it. Going forward, it's a new game, new team, you know. Um, but it's just, it's, you, yeah, my family, I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's definitely, like, one of the most important games on the schedule. Like, it's the most talked about. All my family can be there, and you just... I've got some family that's from Bozeman, and they're big. My aunt played for the Cats, too, so extra pressure there to win just because they're Cat fans. But it's, I mean, yeah, I want to represent the University of Montana in the best way possible there. Yeah. I mean, home court has been such a thing in this rivalry with you guys. Um, why Why is that, you think? Um, I think just our crowd in general. I mean, we get a lot of people over there, too, but it's just not quite like it. They're... The field house is way different to play in than the arena, and I just think it's yeah, it's less comfortable, less at home. I mean, the crowd here, people that sit behind our bench every game, they they get us going. I mean, it's just extra impact here. I feel like. What's it like shooting in that gym? Because it's a little, it's a lot different than a lot of the other gyms in the conference. Yeah, I hate it personally. I mean, I remember last year I was like, God, the shots just feel good, and I was like one for five. I think I had an air ball once. I was, I hate it. But I mean, you gotta just get over it, mental. Just get up as many shots as you can possible. Then of the end of the day, it's the same distance as the gym here. You just gotta tell yourself that. Trust it's going to go in. <laughs> Where do you think you guys are at right now just as a team in terms of finding your, your potential? Um, we're still struggling with starting out second halves. That's a big thing we're talking as a team, especially after UNC. I mean, that's up 12 and we just blow it. And we are, yes, our offense wasn't necessarily going, but we can't give up 26 points. It's two more points than we gave up in a whole half in one quarter. That just can't happen. And so. We are figuring out ways to help us improve, and that will help us big time. But growing every day, definitely, and still hoping to be our best come March. When it comes to the defensive stuff, how much of it is just communication, learning how to play together? Um, I'd say a lot of that. It's just to playing through fatigue. I mean, yeah, like when you get tired, you can't focus on being tired. You got to stick to the personnel, knowing it, understanding it, trusting what the coaches say, even if it – you know, yeah, you're going to have to take four more steps to do it, but if you go under that screen, number 10 is going to step back and shoot it in your face. And that happened a few times. 12 got one on me. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's knowing personnel is a big thing too and just staying disciplined no matter what and not getting foggy-minded, I guess, on defense. What would it mean to you guys to go in there and get that win that's been uh, elusive there? I feel like it's a huge momentum boost for every team going forward. Like, we, I remember our freshman, freshman year when we lost there, Brian was like, I feel like there's so much fear, like, you guys don't even know. Like, you don't go there and ex you just, all you've done is lose. You don't expect to win. 
and like that's the big issue. You get you can't go into the game and expect to lose, otherwise you're already two steps behind the other team, you know. And so a big thing is having the belief that you can win and understanding what it takes. And like yes, it will be harder because it is there, but this team is so capable of capable of it and gives confidence to the teams going forward. Like yeah, they they did it. We can do it too. When it comes to personnel evaluation, they have so many new players. Do you see some familiarity, and is, is it also different since they have so many new girls in the rotation? Yeah, I don't know half their team. Like, I really I don't know anything about them yet. Not that much. I've watched a few of their games. I know that their post-shoot pick-and-pop a lot. Um, Jansen, she is good from the three-point line. Got to guard her. Lombardo, three-point. She's become a lot more of a driver this year because she's had to take shots. Madison Hall is her last name now. She's been playing great for them, but so like, can't just because they're down on people, I can't overlook them. Young, they've had young players step up huge in other games. I mean, at the end of the level, they're still good D1 team winning games, and they find ways to win. Benford's a great coach, and yeah, that's a competitive team that we can't take for granted at all. Do you have any memories of watching Cat Grizz growing up as a kid? Um, yeah, I just it was a big deal. I remember just getting decked out in Grizz gear. My dad has this hat that has like the fake hair, maroon and silver hair coming out of it that we'd always, and we just turn it on as a family. Then we have a family group chat too that I guess as a kid, I don't, probably wasn't texting in, but <laughs> now like every game, even my family group chat from the one, my family from Bozeman, they always give crap, but it's all right. It's just fun family, you know, rivalry. In your experience playing there, um, you know, do you feel like maybe the team, you know, maybe they want this one just a little more than most of the other games? Yeah, definitely. Just because it's yeah in state. I mean, you want to be the best team in the state. It's kind of like football, any other. You know, you just hate the cats. <laughs> it's just kind, especially being a Grizz family. It's kind of what I was always born to. You know, as I get told, you don't, you're not a cats fan, and so, but it's yeah something you look forward to people talk to you a lot more about it and it just means a little bit more but at the end of the day gotta approach it just like any other game prep it for any other game just can't let the motions get too big that it overwhelms you there you go danny barsh here on nuana's now she is a helena product and a junior for the uh, lady grizz basketball team so let's keep on previewing this uh, rivalry doubleheader the lady grizz uh this is a Lakers have been really good so far this year. They uh, they were on a seven-game winning streak until they lost at Northern Colorado, but they bounced back and won at NAU. So it's eight out of nine for the Lady Grizz. They're 11-4 and four overall. They had a lot of offensive firepower. They've done it despite having several uh, key injuries. Uh, they lost um, both uh, Libby Stump and uh, the Greenslade girl. Uh, the Australian who transferred in to ACL injuries earlier in the year, and they've been able to weather that pretty good. This is a huge, huge game, though, because as we always talk about, one of the omnipresent narratives around the Lady Grizz is the Lady Grizz versus their history, their tradition, their reputation. I mean, they they were among the dominant mid-major college basketball programs, period, Men's and women's college basketball. I mean, it's it's you heard it ad nauseum, but they, I mean, Street and Smith named them the number seven women's basketball program ever in the United States of America when they did their top 50 basketball programs of all time. Robin Selvig, 
31 21 seasons, 24 conference championships, 23 trips to the NCAA tournament. I mean, the 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 resume is insane. It's it, you can't replicate it. High tides raise all ships, though. And the Lady Grizz being so dominant for so long, it helped the rest of the league have a blueprint for how you become good at women's basketball. Well, the, the program that followed it perhaps the best, and they've done it in a similar fashion with a coach that has a ton of longevity, and I'm not sure if Trisha Benford's going to make it to 38 years at the helm at Montana State, but she's been there for 19. That that's a, that's a lot of consistency. She's really settled in and grown as a coach, and she's one of the big guys. I mean, she's one of the best in the mid-major ranks for sure. I mean, she's won the big sky coach of the year, I think, three times in the last five years. And uh, they've, you know, they've won multiple conference championships. They've hung a bunch of banners. So they've certainly uh, replaced Montana as a front runner or as sort of the premier program in the league. But there's been other contenders. Idaho's been right there. Idaho State's been right there. Northern Colorado's right there. Northern Arizona is sort of new to the party, but they've been very good the last couple of years, and they should be good this year as well. But Robin Selvig went 78-10 and 10 against the Cats. And Trisha Benford was on the losing end of a lot of those early, and now she's been on the winning end for quite some time, uh, more often than not. And the Bobcats have now established themselves as the, the team that has a really hard time ever losing in this rivalry, and they've won, I think, seven in a row now in Bozeman. So it's been particularly hard for the Lady Grizz to go into Bozeman. So if, you, if you're the Lady Grizz, you're always hearing about all of these platitudes and these historical facts. How do you get back onto that side of things? Well, a win in Bozeman would be enormous for, for the Lady Grizz. I know that the Lady Grizz are, are probably favored in this game. Not probably. They'll be favored in this game even though they're on the road. But it's a tough place to, to play. It's a tough place to win. In Montana State, they've endured a lot of adversity. First, with Darian White deciding to play her fifth year at Nebraska instead of coming back to MSU. Cole Badbear deciding to play her fifth year at Montana State Billings instead of coming back to MSU. Then uh, Montana State's endured a ton of inter- injuries, including Lexi Deeden, who was a potential all-league type player, uh, hurting her knee uh, over the Thanksgiving uh, trip to Cancun and uh, losing her season. And then they've had other players that have just been in and out. Cage Lady Lamarlo missed some time with injury. Mara Dykstra missed some time with injury. Dylan Phillip has missed a bunch of time with injury. So uh, they've just been, uh, by and large, pretty banged up. But the Brick is a really tough place to play. This group of Montana State girls knows how to beat the Lady Grizz in uh, Bozeman. And uh, you wonder if that's going to hang over the heads of the Lady Grizz, if there's pressure associated with it. So, um, Andrew, I think that uh, the Lady Grizz are justifiably uh, one of the, the favorites in the league this year. This could be a huge step, I think, just purely from a mental perspective to get a, a victory in Bozeman. Yeah, I think particularly coming off last week, we've already seen a little bit of resilience from them, like you talked about. Coming yep. back to beat Northern, Northern Arizona's got a good team again this year. Yeah, Northern year. Arizona's good. They shouldn't have lost that game to Northern Colorado. No, I know it's on not. the road. Northern Colorado's not the caliber of team that should be playing at the top of the conference this season. You shouldn't have lost that game. Already seen them bounce back with that win against Northern Arizona. Can they keep it going? Uh, that'll be interesting to watch as well. And also, as you mentioned... Sort of the signature wins for Brian Holsinger have been few and far between during his years uh, as the head coach of the Lady Grizz here. Have they won a game in the Big Sky Tournament yet under Holsinger? No, they have not. 
have they beaten the Bobcats in Bozeman yet under Holsinger? That's correct. No, they have not. What do you point to? I mean, the, the rivalry game in Missoula, yep. uh, uh, you know, last year. Yep. That's a big win for them. What other games do you point to during his tenure? And, you know, I think a couple of their best performances under Brian Holsinger came earlier this year when they played Gonzaga and Washington State very, very well and lost. in, in right. Missoula. Yeah. They lost those games. Right, right. totally. So, so what are the what are the wins that you point to in his tenure? Well, it's tough because those games don't come around too often where you have the opportunity to get one of those wins. They've got an opportunity to get one on Saturday. It's a huge game. The Lady Grizz have the the talent to beat every single team that remains on their schedule, but that's not the thing that's going to be the determining factor. It's all about putting that. Ta- I mean, they were up twelve points at halftime. And then they gave up almost, they gave up 29 points in the third quarter to Northern Colorado. And Northern Colorado pulls away and beats them. Like you said, Northern Colorado's fine. They're probably a middle-of-the-road team in the Big Sky. They and they've a, given Holsinger's team some issues. They certainly have. And they have a bunch of young players. And they're going to be, like, when they're good, they're going to be great. Because they had those nine freshmen last year who are now sophomores. And uh, so they, they certainly can rise up. But it's, uh, to me, it's, 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 I don't, I don't want to say it's exclusively mental, but co- overcoming mental obstacles is going to be the key for Montana, the women's Montana Grizz, Lady Grizz, to, to fulfill their potential. And as you mentioned, the Brick's a tough place to play. It's going to be packed out, I think, on Saturday. Yep. Even though the, the Montana State men and women not quite as talented and not quite as, as playing at the top of the conference as they were a year ago. I'm really interested to see what we get. And also, you know, Trisha Brinford, she's one of the coaches in the conference who's been around forever. Can can you beat her consistently even when she doesn't have a team that's one of her best? It's it's an interesting game to watch. They're, the Bobcats will be the, – the women – the Bobcat women are, are uh, going to have uh, – they're going to have some struggles this year until they get healthy. And they're also just going to have some growing pains because they're just playing a bunch of girls that are playing – Elevated roles compared to what they have in the past. That said, they have very great, they have very uh, good talent. And they also have this winning mentality, and they also have a great home court advantage. Montana State is going to be tough to beat in Bozeman no matter who's coming into the brick. That's absolutely right. And the flip side of what we're talking about for Montana, if Montana State's young team featuring a lot of girls who are playing elevated roles this yep. season because They've, they've dealt with injuries, as you, as you mentioned. If they can get the win over the rival and over the rival who's been sort of slated to be at the top of the conference this year, how big of a step forward do you see that team taking in the coming weeks then if they can get this done on Saturday, particularly with right, Trisha Binford calling the shots? I'm sure she's going to be able to motivate her team coming off of a win like like uh, the caliber of win that this would be. Go on, it's Dow ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Let's break down the men's game right after this. Keep it right here. 1029 ESPN Missoula. One, two, three. What is now on ESPN Radio. The only man with a bigger head than me, Buster Rhymes, here on Nuana Style, ESPN Radio. And SWX Montana Television, thanks for kicking it with us here on this Tuesday. Missed anything in the show? You can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented uh, by Schulte Law. Visit jschultilaw.com, the M Store where they're all grills all the time. Visit montanamstore.com for all online shopping needs. And uh, also the MSU Bookstore, 
best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day, as well as available online at msubookstore.org. The rivalry game coming up on Saturday times two, Montana at Montana State. The women are at 2 p.m., and then the men are at 7 p.m. We broke down the ladies' game and heard from Danny Barsh of the Lady Grizz. By the way, Trisha Binford will join us tomorrow, Montana State head women's basketball coach, as part of our Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath. We'll also hear later on in the week from Brian Holsinger, the head coach of the Lady Grizz. Anna Moody, star senior for the Grizz men. Travis DeKeer, head coach for the Grizz men's basketball team. Matt Logie, head coach of the MSU men. And Robert Ford III. I did all those today. <laughs> Can't believe I scheduled them all just like boom, 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 boom. And it was uh, it was quite a challenge. Today was actually not my best day. <laughs> you know, like... This First of all, it drives me nuts that in today's world, how much of what we do, especially in the media, is just like exclusively driven by technology. So this morning I had an interview with Trisha Benford. Batteries on my hand recorder die. No more batteries in my backpack. Usually I'm the battery uh, hoarder. I take all the batteries from Missoula Broadcasting Company. I'm always getting yelled at because I take too many batteries. But my stuff requires a lot of batteries. So... Uh, batteries died, got to pivot. Uh, of course, it wasn't live, so that was good. Coach Ben was gracious enough to, to let me switch over, so I recorded some of it on the iPad, so we'll see how that turns out. Regardless, uh, then as we keep on going down the line, I uh, I don't have any batteries in the hand recorder when I go do the Lady Grizz stuff, so I'm using my mics on my iPhones. You don't care about any of this. I just didn't have any of my technology stuff, so I was quite flustered. That said, some great interviews. It, it'll be interesting to hear from Matt Logie. We haven't talked to him since before the season started, so we'll play that one for you later on this week. But he was very insightful in uh, what he and I talked about. And uh, so was Robert Ford III. It's been interesting to see Robert Ford uh, blossom into uh, the what seems like the best version of himself there as a senior uh, for MSU. This men's game's fascinating. The Grizz have a ton of offensive firepower. That's usually not what you lead with with Travis DeCure's teams. But after Saturday, the Grizz have scored 90-plus five times this year already. The last time the Grizz scored 90-plus in five different games in the same season, Travis DeCure was still a player. That was 30-plus years ago that that's happened. So uh, Montana scoring the ball at a high rate. Can they play defense that will be up to their head coach's standards? That remains to be seen. And the Cats, I think the, I think Matt Logie's done a masterful job with Montana State because they lost everything. They lost Raekwon Battle to West Virginia. They lost great Osobar, who Danny Sprinkle talked about earlier on the show, uh, to Utah State. And he's playing at an all-league, and, and some would even argue a borderline all-American level there at Utah State. Jabril Bellows playing overseas now, multiple-time all-conference player. Darius Brown, the best two-way point guard in the league. He's also at Utah State. Then the Cats lost Patrick McMahon, who's one of their top returners, to an injury. Robert Ford flirted with the transfer portal, but they decided to come back. When the dust all settles, they brought in all sorts of new players from all different types of backgrounds. And they have put it together pretty darn well. I watched them against Northern Colorado. They're really, they, they play a fun style of basketball. I think Logie deserves a ton of credit because I think they're playing a little bit like he wants them to play, but they're also playing just a style that's catered to the guys they have on their team. So uh, in terms of like what's going to be the give and take in this one, first of all, I think that, I mean, both these teams shoot the ball well 
it's been a long time since we've said that like the sh- whoever shoots it better is going to be uh, the the one that has the upper hand. But I do think the one whoever can defend the three point line the best is going to be uh, that's going to be a huge factor because there is so many shooters on both sides. And I don't know. I, I think that. The Grizz dominated the Cats in men's basketball forever and ever and ever uh, in, in the modern era, especially under Travis DeCure. But then Sprinkle made a little hay and and got some wins in this rivalry. Now, DeCure surely seems like he has the upper hand over Logie because he's coached in, this will be 20-something of these, whereas Logie's in number one. But Logie has been good so far in year one at MSU. Andrew, what do you think? I mean, what are going to be the defining factors in this game? I know you probably haven't watched Montana State as much as you probably watched the Grizz, but uh, this is a, it, it's interesting sort of the narratives for both of these programs going into this game in Bozeman. Well, I think like we talked about with the women's game, a big part of it that you just have to mention every time in this rivalry is going to be how the Grizz are going to be able to handle the atmosphere that's right. in Bozeman. And that's just one that you got to kind of get out of the way before even talking about X's and O's. Now, they've got a, a bunch of players with some experience there. Brandon Whitney played there a ton. Deshaun Thomas played there last year. I mean, Josh Vasquez has played there a ton. Moody's played there before. Right, exactly. But it's just something you always got to mention. On the court, I'm sort of interested to see, you know, which of the guards, and we just mentioned a bunch of them, which of the guards comes to play because all of those guys, I mean, Anand Moody hasn't really shot it well to start this season, but he's always capable of going off and deciding a game by himself. Brandon Whitney had a great game when we were watching there last Thursday against Northern Colorado, although it didn't end up in a win. And on the other side, Robert Ford has been the man for Montana State this season. He's so fun to watch. So fun to watch, and he's been so effective. He's been one of the the most effective players in the conference. He stuffs the stat sheet. Yep. He can get him a bucket when they need to get when they needed him to get a bucket. He's a good distributor, and he's a he's a game changer on defense. He's a game wrecker on defense because he's so active, uh, and he's he's so good at, at turning the ball over and going back the other way. So I think. I'm watching all of those guys. The only thing that's fascinating is that Brian Garaki, who's their transfer from Point Loma, who came with Matt Logie to Montana State, he's been absolutely lights out. I mean, this guy scored 13 points a game last year. He's averaging almost 18 points per game. He's had multiple 25-point-plus efforts so far this year. He scored 25 against Northern Colorado on Saturday. It's amazing how good he is. He's like, I think it shows you that the elite D2 teams, that's a, that's a level that's almost comparable to Big Sky. Like, you saw Brock McKenzie do this exact same thing at Idaho State. He walked in, and he's one of the 10 best players in the league. Boom. Day one, because he just has the the savvy to sort of uh, navigate it. I think one thing that's going to be not as big of a factor in this game that's, I think, refreshing is for the last handful of years, it's been if and when does Jamara Coe get in foul trouble? Or if and when does Jabril Bello get two cheap fouls? Because there were some of these dominant big men. That's not necessarily the case. Brandon Walker is a good big man for Montana State, but he's only six foot seven. And then on the other side, I mean, the Grizz, they play four round one. They play like four round one. So uh, more on the rivalry, more on everything else. Chris Redpath around the big sky and women's hoops. We'll also hear from Riley Corcoran and Keaton Glogley, the voices of the Grizz and Bobcats, respectively. And we'll keep on talking Grizz hockey as well. All of it tomorrow on Nuanas Now. We'll see you at 4 p.m. ESPN Radio. Coulter Nuanas from 
ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that yeah. might, it must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Yeah, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now <laughs> for the <laughs> University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure – uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time.